Hey, Road Sermon Podcast fam. Let's welcome back Pastor Matthew as he kicks off our new series entitled Giving Up on Christmas. Taking a break from the Army training, he's bringing a message about surrendering under control to make the holiday season more meaningful. Uh, Using Mary's story, Pastor Matthew encourages us to embrace the idea of let it be. Are you ready to give it up and let it be? Get settled into your favorite spot and get ready as we kick off Giving Up on Christmas. Good morning, church. Oh, it is so good to be in the house. Thank you so much for choosing to come and worship here today. You could be anywhere doing anything, and yet you chose to come here. And man, it is so good to be with you. I have truly missed every single one of you worshiping with you. This is home, you know, and not to be home just feels like I'm not complete. And so it is good to be here today. Uh, please continue to pray for my family as I leave actually today for another uh, couple of weeks to be gone with the army. But I love being here. I love you guys. Thank you for being here. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. It was good to be with, with my family. And again, it's good to be here today. I'm excited that I get to kick off for us our Christmas sermon series today called Giving Up on Christmas, giving up on Christmas. To be clear, we aren't giving up on celebrating Christmas or even what I could even say the significance of Christmas. Uh, We do, however, want to rid ourselves of the things that can ruin our Christmas experience each year. Uh, With that being said, and I'm going to ask for a little uh, congregation participation, if you will. I hope that you'll engage with me. If these are true for you, all I'm going to ask you to do is raise your hand. Let's practice real quick right now. Raise your hand. Everybody didn't raise their hand. Go ahead and nudge him. I know he likes to do his own thing. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Everybody's raising their hand. All right. All right, here we go. Now they all know what it's like. Okay, here we go. Here's our, my first question for you. How many of you have certain ways you like things to be done? If that's true, raise your hand. Okay, it looks like a lot of you, most all of us should have our hands raised. Uh, How many of you, how about this, when someone is doing something wrong around you, you like to jump in and try to make sure they get it done right? How many is that? Is that true? Okay. Um, How many of you um, like to fix people's problems even if they don't want your help? All right. If you raise your hand for any of that, listen, I believe God's got a word for you today. Or or maybe how about this? If you looked at your neighbor and you didn't think they were participating correctly at any point and you wanted to raise their hand, then, then God has a word for you today. Today we're talking about control, giving up control. If we're not careful, having to be in control can absolutely ruin our Christmas. And we're going to talk about giving up control. The title of today's message is this, let it be, let it be. Uh, the truth, and every time I preach, you guys know this to be true. Uh, I like to give us a word, a truth, and we come back and uh, we look over this truth the whole time. Here's our truth for today. What I can't control, I can surrender. What I can't control, I can surrender. 
Let me pray for us and we'll dig in to Luke chapter one together. Lord Jesus, we love you. We lift you up. You tell us in your word, God, that uh, when the son of man is lifted up, people draw all people into himself. And so God, right now by our thoughts, our words, Lord, uh, here in this room, I pray that you would draw us to you, Lord, all of those that are watching online. God, would you draw us corporately wherever we are right now watching and participating and engaging in your work. Lord, would you draw us to you? Holy Spirit, have your way. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Uh, We have started already in our time together, participating together. Let me just say this. This is not a presentation. I'm not presenting something to you. This is a congregational encounter with God's word. It is appropriate. It is okay to say amen. It's appropriate to say hallelujah. If if something steps on your toes, you may even want to say, oh, me. Don't say it too loud. Everybody knows you didn't like that point, right? Uh, How about this? I saw this recently. I thought it was so good. Clapping can be spiritual warfare. So listen. Listen to me, how you need to engage the text with me. Don't sit there like you hate God's word. Let's lean in like we love getting to be a part of what God is doing, engaging his word together. There you go. All right, with that being said, since it is Christmas, okay, I thought we would begin in Luke chapter 1, verse 26. This is how my Bible talks about it as the birth of Jesus foretold. The birth of Jesus foretold. Let me start reading and we will uh, dig through the text together. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed, engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. But listen to me very carefully. She was greatly troubled. She was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern. She was confused what sort of greeting this might be. Mary was troubled, overwhelmed, confused, I bet even frustrated. And maybe some of those are the emotions that you feel as we are going into this Christmas season together. Some of you may be confused about why things are happening the way they are in your life. Maybe you're frustrated with family. I mean, this is the time of year that we start seeing our family, right? And frustrations can arise. Maybe you're frustrated at your job. Maybe you're frustrated with your kids or your spouse. Maybe just life in general. Maybe you're just frustrated. Maybe you're frustrated because life isn't working out the way you thought it would. Maybe you're you're overwhelmed with all this stuff that you're thinking that you're seeing is coming up this Christmas season with all the parties and all the family get-togethers and you're just overwhelmed. If you're like me, sometimes just the anticipating something can get you all anxious and troubled. I mean, I don't know if this is true for you, but this is true for me. I mean, just the thought of like getting a present for my friends and family and dare I even say my kids, it, it troubles me so much because I mean, what if they don't like the gift I get them? Or how about this? What if I don't like what they get me? And so I, I've got myself to the point where I'm almost like, like, don't even worry about gifts. I mean, how about you don't get me anything and I won't get you anything. And at least we'll all be happy together not getting a gift. You know what I mean? We can just get together, but we're not having to feel let down or have, how about this, our expectations not met. And in the midst of, listen to me, confusion, 
overwhelmness, in the midst of our confusion and overwhelmness, right? God speaks to Mary. And the angel said to her, Mary, don't be afraid, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Let me stop for just a few moments. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time here, but I do want to say this. On her own, it made sense for Mary to be scared. Some of you are alone, and you know how overwhelming being alone can be, uh, my mom is still learning to be alone. Uh, she was once married to my dad. My dad died, and now she's working through being alone. Thank goodness she has family. Some of you are alone, and you're working through, and it can be overwhelming. It can be scary to think of all the things that you now have to do by yourself. Maybe you're alone, and you've got kids that you're now having to work through and with and take care of, and it can be very overwhelming. Mary was overwhelmed. The truth is the world's a scary place. I mean, you don't have to watch the TV news for long to be like, what in the world is happening? I mean, you can get scared about like, uh, like world stuff, like potential future war stuff. I mean, don't get on Facebook and get on the Choctaw page. You hear what I'm saying? That will freak you out. You know what I mean? And so, uh, I mean, that's just how it is. And so <laughs> Mary was troubled. She was confused. She was overwhelmed. But there's good news if that's for you this season. Uh, those who trust in God not only can be confident of the far future reality of heaven, you can also be confident in the current present reality of earth. And, and here's why that's true. Paul writes in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus. In other words, listen to me very carefully. What God starts, he will finish. But although we may understand what God starts, he finishes, we may not understand what he's doing when he starts. God's ways aren't our ways. And sometimes as he's working out his plan, it may not look great to us. We may not understand what God is, is doing. God's God's ways don't always make sense, which is why Mary then says, well, how can this be? I'm a virgin. I want to stop again. Isn't this like us? We look at life through the filter of what we can do or what we think can be done, and if it doesn't make sense to me, then I guess it's not real. Or it's only true if I believe it to be true. Isn't that how we look at things. I mean, here's the reality, and I, I just want to be blunt with you, is Mary let science, how about this, overrule spirit. And I'm not saying we don't look at science. I'm just saying that no point in our lives can we let reality trump what God can do. God's ways are higher than our ways. God can do what God wants. But Mary had let what she had been told dictate what she thinks is possible now. 
Which brings me to this point, and I want you to understand this, because if you'll understand this point, I promise you, it will help you live a confident, authoritative, godly life moving forward. Listen to me very carefully, and I need you to hear this. Is that Satan doesn't always try to confuse us on who we know God to be. Satan often works to confuse us on who we know our selves to be. Because listen to me very carefully. Satan knows that he can't limit God, but he can cause us to question our own identity and therefore limit what's possible. Because Satan knows that we know God can do all things. But if he can somehow trick us to believe that God can't use us, then I promise you, listen to me, subconsciously, you won't let God use you if you don't think he can use you. And this is where Mary was. I mean, how can this be? I'm a virgin. The attack on your identity, and I want to say this to some of you. The attack on your identity and your self-esteem isn't random. It's a spiritual attack from Satan to get you to believe that God can't use you. And Mary had almost believed that what the angel said was possible can't be done. But her question, the angel then responded to her in verse 35, how it can be true. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. This is only there to continue to show Mary, listen to me very carefully, that God can do whatever God wants to do. He's not limited by our reality. And to prove that, then the Lord says to Mary, verse 37, and I hope you have this highlighted. And if you don't in your Bible, please circle it really, really, really big and highlight it so you never forget it. For nothing will be impossible with God. And at that, Mary said, I mean, this isn't convenient for me, Lord. I mean, I just bought my wedding dress and I don't want to be at at a wedding ceremony and be pregnant. You hear what I'm saying? I mean, I spent so much money on this wedding dress, Lord. I mean, God, this isn't a part of my five-year plan. I mean, I had some things worked out, but this ain't it. I mean, the last time I brought a guy over to the house, I mean, God, you were, you know, dad was on the, on the, on the couch and he was cleaning his shotgun. What's he going to do now? I know that's how some of y'all rednecks are. <laughs> You're in good company. And that's not what Mary said at all. Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. And then she quoted the Beatles and said, let it be. (laughs) Thank you for laughing. (laughs) The first service was tough on that one, you know what I mean? (laughs) Let it be to me according to your word. And at that, the angel left. For the rest of our time, I got about 13 minutes, I want to talk to us about this little phrase, let it be. Mary simply said, let it be. And I'm no mind reader, but I bet for some of you, you're like, oh man, I'm so glad that my husband's in here to listen to this. He needs to hear this, right? Or my mother-in-law or my wife. 
And uh, some of you may be thinking, I'm not, I don't control things at all. I'm just a little aggressively helpful. You know what I mean? And so uh, (laughs) the fact of the matter is this, we all have expectations we want to be met. And most of us, when our expectations aren't being met, at least the way we want them to, we jump in to control it. I mean, maybe it's about how someone uh, fixes their plate. I mean, do you like to like let it all mix it or do you don't need it to touch? Bother some people. How you slurp your coffee, right? If you're like, I, I can't do it. I need to sit at another table. Bothers me. I can't, I can't even hear myself think when that happens. You know what I mean? Stop slurping. That was for somebody out there. Um, <laughs> Maybe it's how you clean house. You got a certain way you like the house to be cleaned. Maybe it's a certain food. I mean, at my house over Thanksgiving, I like the Jello cranberry sauce. Don't bring me nothing else. Most of us want to control how we're seen. And that's why we love social media, because we can control how people see us through edited lens. Never mind all the photos it took to get that one that's just right. I mean, I've learned at my house that after I take a picture, I say, can I post this? Anybody else? (laughs) I got to get the okay first. I mean, I got to make sure I look good. And listen, and then the cycle begins. And the more you try to be in control, the more you fear losing control. And the more you fear losing control, the more you want to be in control. It's a vicious cycle, really. It'll take you to the point that you're actually completely out of control. And when you're completely out of control, you'll actually do anything in your power to actually be in control. And here's how this looks at Christmas. I mean, you want your family to come over at just the right time. I mean, if they're late, now the food may be cold, right? If they get here too early, now I'm not ready for the photo. Maybe you have someone new coming to your family gathering and, and you know, you're excited for them to be there, but you also want your family to act, you know, normal. <laughs> Maybe it's a Sunday school party. I mean, everybody that you know loves what you're bringing, but I mean, well, they love it. Maybe it's a work party. And all of a sudden, if we're not careful, the things of the season can bring us, listen, anxiety and cause us to be overwhelmed, dare I say, even like Mary, troubled. And if that's you, no wonder Christmas, no wonder you're ready just for Christmas to already be over. So what do we do? What do we do when, when we need things to be done in a certain way? What do we do when, when our unmet expectations actually cloud negatively our experience every time we gather with our friends and family? What do we do if we like to be in control and we, here it is in our text, We have to follow Mary's example and simply let it be. 
We give up having to be in control. Listen to this. Listen to this language. And we go with what God is doing or allowing to be done. Let it be. And before you think, hey, hey, I mean, it's Mary after all, and Jesus is there, I mean, and the angel, I mean, before we get ahead of ourselves, and of course Mary did it right, before we did, listen, do you remember, Mary was 13. That's where most scholars, I, I have, uh, my oldest daughter is 10. My oldest son is 12. And at 10 and 12, do you realize they already have dreams? They already have things that they want to happen for their life. And I bet at Mary at 13, I mean, she had a lot of hopes and dreams I mean, I, I bet she was like, well, one day I want to be pregnant, but not now. One day I want to be married to Joseph, but not now. I mean, she had a mom and dad. She liked playing with her friends and she didn't want that to end now. I mean, she hadn't planned for it. And she's confused and she's troubled. Some of you had a plan. And maybe your plan wasn't exactly like Mary's. I mean, may, maybe your plan was, hey, we're going to have two kids, but now you got five. <laughs> and it's not worked out like you thought it would. That was me and Allison, if you didn't know. I love all y'all, <laughs> equally and amazingly. Um, maybe you thought, hey, I I'm going to have three kids, but you're really struggling to even have one. That was my mom. Maybe uh, the job isn't working out exactly like you thought it would. I mean, you thought this was going to be it. <laughs> And somehow it's just still not right. Maybe your, your marriage, maybe your marriage isn't what you thought it would be. You know, you had these dreams of it just being so like amazing. The honeymoon will never run out. And now it's so hard. And for the first time ever, you've thought about having an affair. You don't even know how you got here. Maybe this year for Christmas, someone's not going to be there. That always has been. And you're hurting. You're confused. And you're troubled. When you think about Mary, we have to remember that Mary didn't really know how the story was going to end. I mean, she knew she was going to have Jesus, right? But she didn't really know what that was going to be like. She didn't really know how all of this was going to unfold. But listen to me very carefully, and this is how we're getting to control. But she had to make a choice. She was either going to move forward in God's plan and trust him with what he was doing, or she was going to say, no, and continue to live life with her plan. 
she had to make the decision, am I going to trust God or am I going to continue to trust me? And what I love about Mary is this. Mary didn't understand God's plan, but she trusted that God had a purpose in his plan. Listen to me very carefully. We will never experience life correctly until we learn to trust God fully. In other words, until we fully surrender our life to, please hear me, until we fully surrender our life to Jesus, we will never experience the fullness of life that is made possible with God's plan. I hope you realize this, but um, there's no such thing as like partial surrender. You're not like 75% saved. Do you get that? You're either saved or you're not. Does that make sense? I mean, you can't be like, I'm 50% saved. No, 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 no. You're, you're saved or you're not saved. You've either given up control of your life to Jesus or you haven't. So the question becomes, what is keeping us, what keeps me from giving up full control? And here it is. It's a lack of faith. It's a lack of trust. The more I find myself trying to control, listen to this, the more I overestimate my ability to control, the more I underestimate the power and the goodness of God. Because in the end, when I'm in control, what I'm really saying is I think I can do it better than you. And even than God. The truth is, most of us like being in control. And it's easy to get there. I mean, as, at least as far as a man is concerned, I can tell you, I mean, what I've been told my entire life is if you're going to be the man, you've got to beat the man. If you want it, then you need to go take it. You need to go get it. You've got to make it happen. But Jesus says something so different, and I've just learned for me that this is... It really is life-changing. He says this in Matthew 16, 25. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. In other words, if you maintain control, you will lose everything. This is God's word, not me. But if you will give control to Jesus, he will give you everything that you need. So to put this plainly, here it is. It's in your notes. To follow Jesus is to give Jesus control. And I want you to hear this next part from me, from my heart, because I want you to know I love you. I hate I haven't been here with you the last month or so. But I want you to hear this from me just because I love you. I want you to know this. If we don't want to give Jesus control, the truth is we don't really want to follow Jesus. And so very briefly, I got a minute and a half left. I want to tell you three ways that you can give Jesus control today so you can surrender to Jesus. Here's the first thing, stop striving and abiding. John 15, I'm not gonna read you the text. It's all about the, the vine. Here's what you need. You need to abide in him, specifically in his word. Guys, gals, we have Bible reading plan groups for you. Get in one. Get in one. Abide in the Lord. Stop working so hard to earn his love and affection and care. No, no, no. He loves you. Abide in him. Number two, confess and surrender what you're trying to control. 
Psalm 55, 22 says this, cast our burdens on the Lord and he will sustain you. Listen to me very carefully. God won't take from you what you don't want to give him. If you want him to save you, but you're not willing to give your life to him, then you won't be saved. Number three, trust God even when you don't understand the plan. Luke 22 this is one of my favorite stories in scripture. It's right when Judas brings the guys to come arrest Jesus, right? Remember? And uh, the, the, the soldiers come up. Peter, who's ready to charge hell with a water pistol, pulls out his little sword and nicks dude on the ear, right? And, and Jesus basically says, no, no, sh- calm down. Don't resist. This is a part of the plan. Just because you don't understand the plan doesn't mean the plan's not good and that God's not working for you. Here's how I'm gonna wrap it up. I wonder what you're trying to control today that God wishes you would surrender. What we can't control, we can surrender. And I want to give you an opportunity this morning to go into the Christmas season a little bit lighter, a little more expectant and excited. Listen to let it be. Will you bow your heads with me? Lord Jesus, we love you. We're just, we're just so thankful for your plan. And God, your plan, sometimes we don't understand it at all. Well, that doesn't mean that it's not good. That doesn't mean that you're not working it all out. God, and I thank you that even when we try to control things, God, somehow, somehow, Lord, you still work things out. And Lord, we know that's only because you're a good father. And as a good father, we come to you now and we just say, Lord, would you show us what we are trying to control that we haven't given to you? Holy Spirit, reveal to us now what we need to give to you today to be able to walk in the freedom that Jesus came to die so that we could live. Show us, Holy Spirit, now what do we need to give to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Church family, if you'll stand on your feet. I don't know what the Lord showed you today, but I I do know God has spoken. I, I do believe that God has revealed something to all of us that we have held on to tightly. And the way to experience the freedom from all the overwhelmness and craziness, listen, is to give it to the Lord. Maybe you need to give the Lord a a child. Maybe you you need to give the Lord the season. Maybe you need to give the Lord your work or your your family. Maybe you need to give the Lord yourself. Whatever it is that God has revealed to you, Elijah, Vic, myself, we're done. We'd love to pray with you. Maybe you want to join our church. (laughs) Maybe you need to take your next step through baptism or whatever. Listen, we love you guys. It is a privilege to do life with you. Whatever God has said today, listen, be obedient. Being obedient to his word.
is better than anything we can do. Would you be obedient now and respond as we sing? Hey, thanks for joining us at The Road. If you'd like more information about things going on at Choctaw Road Baptist Church, visit us at theroad.tv or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash theroadcrbc. Have a great week.